Hello, I'm Alec, and this is Scandal 101. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well because this episode is going to bring you right on down. It is... <laughs> I was doing the research for it and I was I kept going back and forth on, on if I wanted to do this because it is pretty horrible. But I thought to myself that... I, I, so I... Like every scandal I do, I really, most of them I haven't heard of, and I hadn't heard of this one, and I was researching it, and I thought to myself, how have I never heard of this? This is, it's one of the most frustrating things I have ever heard, and I, I found a lot of good articles about it, and they were super useful in figuring out how I wanted to tell the story, but I couldn't really find an article that told the story the way I think it should be told. So that's why I decided to do this horrible but yet important episode. The other thing I am going to say before I jump in is I am going to put a trigger warning out there. This episode is going to cover topics that have very sexist remarks, are a little bit graphic, there's mention of rape, a bunch of horrible things, and also this is like going to be an explicit episode. Um, There are quotes that have just awful language in it, and I was debating or I was debating whether or not I wanted to say the quotes and I decided I do because I want to convey how horrible these messages are so that way there is no understatement of how horrible this is (laughs) because it is and I was shocked that I had never really heard of it. So this is the U.S. military nude photo scandal. First, what happened? Jared Keller for Task and Purpose reported that on March 4th, 2017, journalist and Marine veteran Thomas Brennan revealed that the Department of Defense was investigating hundreds of Marines, quote, who used social media to solicit and share hundreds, possibly thousands, of naked photographs of of female service members and veterans, end quote. This news, as no surprise was shocking for people who were outside of the armed forces, but for past service members, it really wasn't so surprising. From that same article I mentioned earlier, it reported that a retired Marine named John Albert was one of the people who weren't surprised. He had been added to a Facebook group called Marines United, and at first, Albert didn't really think a lot of it didn't really think much of it. He had been added to different military veteran groups, marine veteran groups, just 
you know, to stay in touch with people, to keep up with what was going on and just maintain a sense of, I guess unity would be a good word, like unity after leaving the service. So he had seen some funny military memes coming from the group. And so he clicked on the group's page and just like, just to see what, what it was all about. And he was shocked with what he found. He found a page full of revenge porn. Quote, the pictures were obviously posted without consent or permission, and the vast majority were creep shots. There were comments about raping people and stuff. I was disgusted, end quote. So at first he was figuring out what the best route would be to like, should he say something in the group? What should he do? And he decided that's that's not the right way to go. So he reported it to Facebook for nudity and for violating the uh, the social networks community standards. And within a week, the page was gone. The group was gone. However, unfortunately, it didn't matter. After it was shut down, another group popped up shortly after under the same name, and it had around 30,000 members within a short time. First, 30,000 people taking part in this horrible thing that we haven't even gotten into. So just remember that, that this one group had 30,000 people eventually in it. On March 9th, so just five days later after this report by uh, Thomas Brennan had come out, another shocking discovery was made. Paul Soldra for Business Insider reported that this horrible practice was much larger than just one Facebook group. In that article, Paul reported that a source confirmed that nude photographs of female service members from every military branch, not just the Marines, had been uploaded to an image sharing message board dating back to at least the previous May. And so just as a reminder, this article came out in March of 2017. So this article is saying that this at least goes back until May of 2016. Keeping that in mind, we're already stretching this back about a year. The site was called Anon IB, and it had a dedicated board for military personnel. It had threaded conversations between men who would ask for naked photographs, what they called, quote, wins, end quote, of specific female members. So not only would they ask for photos of specific members by name, but they would also include their rank and their station. I just want to emphasize that again, these men were asking for photos of women and knew them by name, rank, and station. This whole thing is invasive, but they're asking for photos of women by name, service, and rank. Like, how how is anyone after this come after this comes out supposed to feel safe? God, this is so frustrating. And we're not even into like the worst part of it yet. According to David Martin's reporting for CBS, the Marines, so like the Marines, the organization itself, they were getting reports that there was at least half a dozen sites that were just like this one. That Insider article I mentioned from earlier reported that on the Facebook page, a post said, quote, Come on, Marines, share the wealth here before that site is nuked and all is lost, end quote. And in the replies to that post, there were links to a Dropbox folder titled, quote, Girls of MU, end quote, which had thousands of photographs. And so here's an example of something that was going to be in that group. 
the same article, that Insider article, reported that back in January of 2017, a photo was posted of a female service member in uniform. The post was captioned, quote, Army chick went to redacted. So it was redacted in the article, but not redacted in the post. Army chick went to redacted. IG, so Instagram, their handle is blank, redacted. So this post said, here's where they are. Here's their Instagram handle. Let's go figure some stuff out. They were looking for nude photographs of the woman, and a few days later, the post was bumped to the top of the group, and the person who posted it said, bump, let's see them titties, end quote, because they weren't able to find uh, nude photographs of this woman. So they were like, hey, let's bump this to the top and make sure we can really find photos of this woman. How disgusting. I, 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 oh, God. Okay. A statement from the military branches to Business Insider denounced the message boards and promised disciplinary action for anyone who was engaging in them. Quote, This alleged behavior is inconsistent with our values, said Lieutenant Colonel Miles, who was a spokesperson for the Department of Defense. So as this horribleness is making the news, Stories are coming out. People are starting to come forward who have been victims of this. Jeff Shogel reported for the Marines Times, and he was able to get stories of two women who had been victims of this group. Kelsey Stone had dated someone back in the Marines and broke up with him in 2016. So, and she was like, cool, done with him, whatever. She later found out from a friend that her ex-boyfriend had posted nude photographs of her on the Marines United Facebook page. And she had sent those photos to him privately while they were dating, and he posted them after they had broken up. At the time of the posting of the article, she was working as a bartender in a town with a lot of Marines, and she said that she was scared to go out into public because people would come up to her and talk about the photographs. She's been called a whore and other horrible terms. Disgustingly, she also heard that her boyfriend had gotten a lot of praise for posting her photos. She said, quote, Because apparently posting photos of a woman on social media is brownie points for a lot of Marines these days, end quote. How disgusting. Like, you're gonna get brownie points for revenge porn? And revenge porn, just in case you're not familiar with the concept, is you obtain a nude photograph, usually a nude photograph, or you film a sex tape with someone consensually, and for whatever reason, you get mad at the person and you post it without their consent. That's what revenge porn is. Another woman who was interviewed in that same article is named Ellie Audra. She left the Marine Corps in 2010 and she believes that photos of her have been posted in there because she has received harassing messages through social media. Some of the messages have said, quote, Where were you when I was in? I would have fucked you too, end quote. And she said the scariest message she's received was from a man who knew when and where she had been deployed and then asked her if she wanted to have sex with him. Like, why why do people think that this is okay? I I will never I can never wrap my mind around it. I was wondering when I got to this point of my research, how could someone who left in 2010 be wrapped up in this? Because remember this this is uh whoa, can't speak. These things are coming out in 2017. When we look back at the article that started it all, the one by Thomas Brennan, He reported that the group Marines United had been around since at least 2015, and it limited membership to male Marines, Navy Corpsmen, and British Royal Marines. The group had a code of conduct, surprisingly, which said, quote, 
No discussing Marines United, no threats, harm, or harassment, and no racist or illegal posts, end quote. And let's just look at a post that uh, came out of this group with the so-called Code of Conduct. It posted a photo of a female corporal in uniform. She was photographed without her consent as she was picking up her gear. After someone posted the photo in the group, one member of the group suggested that the person who took the photo should, quote, take her out back and pound her out, end quote. Others in the group suggested more than just vaginal sex, quote, and butthole, and throat, and ears, both of them. Video it, though, for science end quote. So it's really good that this group had this uh, code of conduct because clearly what they're doing is completely fine. You know, I don't really see any problem with this. What the Why? Why? The, I will never understand people who are like this. I don't, I, I don't get it. <laughs> how can, how can you treat people like that? And you're treating, I, yeah. As I had said earlier, this scandal wasn't just limited to the Marines. It went out to all of the branches, even though the majority of this podcast is talking about the Marines because that's what most of the information was about. Don't forget that it was spread out to all of the branches. Statements were made by spokespersons for the different, the various branches. Um, Star and Almsey uh, reported for CNN that in part, the Army spokeswoman, Lieutenant Colonel Jennifer R. Johnson said, quote, soldiers or civilian employees who participate in or condone misconduct, whether offline or online, may be subject to criminal, disciplinary, and or administrative action, end quote. And as this news kept coming out, it revealed a dark past that didn't get as much attention as it should have. Brian Adam Jones for Task and Purpose wrote an article titled, quote, The Sexist Facebook the Marine Corps Can't Stop, end quote. This article was written in 2014, and Jones reported that Facebook groups and pages with names such as Just the Tip of the Spear, P.O.G. Bootfucks, and Effin Wook were posting the same horrible explicit content that we've talked about throughout this episode. These groups would call women disgusting names, including Wooks, which is a derogatory reference to women as Wookiees from Star Wars. And posts were made saying things like, quote, Roses are red, violets are blue, be my fucking valentine or I'll rape you, end quote. Another one said, quote, Who wants to see the nudes of this ugly cunt that got PBF shut down, end quote. And I'm assuming that post talked about that, um, like a woman who had found the page and got it shut down, which good for her for taking action and getting that page shut down. And also screw whoever posts on these pages because you are disgusting and horrible. And another thing, when women found out about these groups and spoke up, People were commenting things on the page, such as, quote, This is why I never date government property, end quote. Again, how disgusting are these individuals who are taking part in this group? <laughs> and, and the thing that I keep in mind throughout this recording and that I was keeping in mind during this research is the fact that I had never heard of this, that, the, you know, this only happened four years ago now. And I had heard of problems in the military with gender inequality, with discrimination, with uh, problems of people who 
are openly LGBTQ plus and serve in the military. I'd heard about all of those problems and they still exist, but I had never heard about this, this scandal. And I, it just blew my mind that I'd never heard of this. As one would probably expect, there were congressional hearings about this as pretty shortly after it had come to light. Jared Keller's reporting linked to a video of Senator Kirsten Gillibrand tearing into General Rob Neller, who was the Marine commandant. He responded to one question saying that, quote, I don't have a good answer for you. That's a lame answer, but ma'am, that's the best I can tell you right now, end quote. Ugh, again, frustrating. And one of the tough parts that Keller talked about in his article with punishing these groups and shutting them down is that these groups weren't only made up of active Marines and active service members. They were also made up of former members, like former members of the armed services, some who contributed to the grossness that these groups were. The Department of Defense would be able to punish and hold accountable only active members, and then veterans or non-military members that were taking part in this group were subject to civilian laws. So even though this does circulate around or it did circulate around the armed services and the different branches for a lot of the people who were taking part in this the department of defense really wouldn't have a lot of control over a good chunk of these disgusting vile people in these groups and it's even though i can understand the logistics of why not it's it's still frustrating because it's stemming from service members so what's happening now and what happened as a result of all of this? This scandal brought to light even more so. There was already light about it, but this scandal brought forward that there is little accountability in the armed forces for things like this. Even though there are routes of action that can be taken, Kate Germano, who was the former commanding officer of the 4th Recruit Training Battalion at Marine Corps Recruit Depot Paris Island, long title but important. She said that, quote, these guys know that their commanders are not going to take action against them because they're afraid of being accused of unlawful command influence. There's no accountability, end quote. So she's saying that even it, like it, what I took from that quote is even if commanding officers or commanding people wanted to take action, they may not because they may get retaliated against for doing the right thing. And from a self-interested point, I can see why people wouldn't want to lose their higher rank. But at the same time, I would think that losing your higher rank would be worth it if you could shut down these scummy, scummy people. And that's not to say, you know, I'm not trying to place blame on... I mean, there is some blame for not reporting it, but I think the larger blame needs to be put on the system that that puts these pressure that puts this pressure on these people to not report it because they could be retaliated against and lose their position. If that's what we're dealing with, then the system itself needs to change because it shouldn't be someone deciding between should I do the right thing or should I not act to keep my job. 
the only decision should be I'm going to do the right thing because one, it's the right thing to do. And two, our culture and our system encourages me to do the right thing and to report things that are not correct. Kate Germano said that during her service, she has experienced harassing behavior from her superiors, such as sexist comments that would be said during meetings. Other service women talked about in that article would be unknowingly recorded while having consensual sex. They would also be recorded while showering or changing. So again, all of these women are being harassed, being abused, being violated for doing normal things like showering, changing. And if a woman is wanting to have consensual sex, like good for her as long as, you know, hopefully it's consensual. Hopefully everything is, you know, comfortable, but she can't even do that because people are creepy and are going to record it. And my thought with that was I'm sure there were people who gained the trust of women who were able to build a relationship to where the woman felt comfortable with sleeping with the person and then the the guy would be a complete just a dickwad for a better for lack of a better term and then would figure out how to have someone else record the sex I'm sure that definitely happened that wasn't anything I found in my in my research but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in the slightest Going back to Jared Keller's reporting, he reported that a former sergeant named Alexander McCoy, his experience was quite shocking. Alexander said, quote, my platoon even had a slut wall. This drill instructor approved bulletin board was where recruits posted photos of girlfriends who broke up with them during training. The unspoken but clearly understood rule was that the raunchier these photos were, the better. End quote. And again, something from that quote that really sticks out to me is this bulletin board was instructor was drill instructor approved. The higher ups are approving this disgusting behavior. It it again it it goes to show how broken this system is. And this was four years ago. Not that it would be any better, but it's not like we're talking about the fifties or the sixties where women were seen as property essentially you had to get your husband's approval to go get a credit card you had to do all these things you had all these limiting expectations or there you know just so many limiting things and this like I, like I just said this scandal happened four years ago I you know I don't want to think that every single individual person is completely and morally rotten which I think you would have to be to participate in something like this. But at the same time, if a culture allows for it, it's going to bring that out in people. And so the culture is the the bigger issue that we need to be going after. So did anything really happen? Like as a result of this, did any change really happen? Because of this, there were even more calls for reform. A spotlight was shown on the awful reality of sexism in the armed forces in a 2018 congressional report. It showed that of all of the people in the Marine Corps, only 8.9% are female. And of the leadership in Marine Corps, that number is 7.9%. And then just a few months ago um, in July, 
the podcast Left of Boom hosted an episode with guest Scott Jensen, who is a retired Marine officer who used to run the Marines Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Program. He had, uh, it's a really interesting episode. Um, I think it's like 30 minutes long. I just am pulling out some quotes that I thought were pretty important that he said. He said that when this when this scandal first broke, he was shocked by the original report when it came out. But at the same time, he wasn't surprised that those behaviors existed. Like we talked about earlier, he said a big challenge when dealing with this scandal was how to target active Marines and how to target only active Marines because they don't have control over people who are retired or who have left the service. He said that the culture that allowed this to happen has existed for quite a while. Quote, you can't stick with the same processes and systems as they exist without changing some pretty drastic things, like how we hold people accountable, you know, how we reinforce behaviors. You can't just change a few sentences, send out some guidance from above, tell people it's unacceptable, and then turn around and continue to do things to do business the same way, end quote. And that quote was getting at essentially up until this point, that's really all that's happened. A policy changes, oh, you know, you can't do that anymore. This is unacceptable behavior. But that's all that happens. The policy changes. And there's no, there's no accountability from higher ups. There's no culture change. There's nothing that is going to make meaningful change. Essentially, what it is, is it's maybe a slap on the wrist, if that some words written down on a paper, and then the culture continues. When asked to grade the military's training and awareness in regards to sexual harassment, sexual assault, gender discrimination, he gave it a C-. Regarding the issues that were just described and and the training that's supposed to help them, quote, it just doesn't seem like they're moving the needle over the last five years, really over the last 30 years, end quote. So he's even saying that, you know, these problems have existed for a long, long time and nothing has really been done about them. (laughs) It's so frustrating. And the last thing I'll mention from his interview is when he was asked to grade policy changes in terms of changing rules and regulations that discriminate against women that are in place, his response, C, C plus, quote, the trajectories, the ideas are there but let's see how they implement it, end quote. And that concludes the absolutely mind-boggling, frustrating U.S. military nude photo scandal. I think after recording this episode, I am going to sit in silence and just think about how disappointed I am in the Department of Defense, in each of the branches of the military for allowing this to happen. When saying that, I'm I'm not trying to disrespect people who have or are military personnel. I have family who is currently serving in the military, who has served in the military in the past. I have a lot of respect for people who are willing to go serve their country. I am not brave enough for that, so people who are, I applaud you. And not every service member is is like this. There are There are service members who are some of the most upstanding people that you'll probably ever meet. Some of the people I go to school with are past service members, and they are the nicest, kindest, smartest human beings you will ever meet. 
But regardless of how wonderful people are, that culture still exists. And even though, you know, not everyone is going to take part in that culture, the issue is that culture is still there. And until we get rid of that culture, as horrible as it sounds, I think we have to not be surprised when things like this happen. Not that we should accept them or not that we should say they're okay by any means, but how how can we act surprised when these things happen if the culture of the military, of the Department of Defense, allows for it to happen and it essentially prevents higher-ups from reporting what's going on? Yeah, it's it's frustrating. There needs to be a change, obviously. I don't know what that change looks like because it is clearly so heavily ingrained in the culture of at least the Marines and apparently all the other branches of the military as well. And it's it's awesome that there is more light being shed on this issue. I think that's the first step in figuring out the ways to move forward. But putting words on a piece of paper and doing nothing else is not going to be enough to make positive change happen. I don't know what it is, but something needs to be done differently because this is so beyond unacceptable. I don't even have the right words to describe it. So on that negative note, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) I hope this episode made you uncomfortable and I hope it made you mad because, you know, you need a lot of passion to make meaningful change happen. I hope that this episode shows you that while there are great changes happening every day in society, there are large areas that need to be improved. And I think over the past year and a half, that has been shown through in the news from around the world, but especially in the United States. And this is just another area that needs to be essentially overhauled and redone because what's going on is not acceptable. The rank of what's happening right now, according to Scott Jensen, the the person who used to run the Marines sexual assault prevention and responsive and response program, his ranking is a CC plus. So it's been four years since that scandal broke and really nothing has changed because C is average. So nothing has been changing. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for listening. I know there were a lot of uncomfortable topics talked about in this episode, but it's too important to not talk about. If you would like to follow on social media, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Scandal101Podcast, on Twitter at Scandal101Pod. On Facebook, search Scandal101Podcast. You'll find our Facebook page where not disgusting posting happens, where it's actually informative and tells you what's going on. The website is Scandal101Podcast.podbean.com. And if you have a scandal suggestion, please email it to Scandal101Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. This was a rough one, and I hope you leave this feeling informed, upset, and wanting change to happen. This has been episode 17 of Scandal 101.